future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Live Love Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour brought to you by, of course, 360karma.com. So happy to have you here with us today. Uh, We have, of course, two amazing trailblazer women on today. Uh, We're going to have on Rhonda Britton, who actually is the keynote speaker at the Live Love Thrive conference this year. She is the founder of uh, Fearless Living Institute and an author and speaker and TV personality. We're going to be talking to her shortly. Later in the show, we're going to have the fabulous celebrity chef, uh, Kat Cora. Uh, She was the very first woman to actually win Iron Chef on the Food Network. She has about 18 different restaurants, has won many awards, uh, has helped start um, Chefs for Humanity. Right now, please give a very warm welcome to Rhonda Britton. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm so glad Good. to be here. What yeah. a joy. What? I know. And I know we have some mutual friends, and I'm so happy that we've connected. Yes. Um, I actually saw you speak years ago at Agape. Okay. And uh, it really stuck with me. I never forgot your story because it is so uh, riveting and um incredible you know what people go through in their lives and how they rebound is is or not yeah, or not uh is so amazing it's amazing yes it's really a testament to the human spirit isn't it it, it, it absolutely you know, that resilience is. that yeah. you can have these horrible things happen to you you can have you know rape abuse betrayal heartbreak i mean you know grief loss yeah. pick and, one yeah just pick one yeah. or a, a multiple right yeah because most people have so many things that just kind of could push them down and stop them but they just you know they stop for a little while maybe they'll just get a breath right yeah. but then they're like okay i can't keep living like this and right. that moment of choice right is so powerful to say you know what there's got to be a better way yeah it's part of that your past can own your present or your past can be your past and you can own your present. Would you say that's a good? Absolutely, you know, if you're looking back in the past, you actually can't create a future either. Right. So there's, right. if you're looking back there, there's nothing yeah. back there but memories and yeah. recreating and re-hurting yourself, like right. re-injuring, uh, right? Just yeah. like poke, poke, poke. And I know for myself, for about 20 years, I did that. For 20 yeah. years, I blamed myself, I right. shamed myself, I beat myself up. Well, let's tell people why, because uh, I always like to tell people's story because there's someone out there that has your story. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine, but uh, you know, I know your story is so startling. Uh, it was to me. Um, so let's first share what that is that you overcame mm-hmm. and, and for all the, I mean, cause you're doing so much good work today mm, thank you. Um, and for a very long time to help other people. So let's talk about that. Was that, that lo- in your teens? Yeah, well, I was 14 years old and it was Father's Day. And, oh my God. um, yeah, it was, you know, had to be on a day, right? Father's uh, day. Yeah. Um, my parents were separating and my father was coming over to take us out for Sunday brunch. And I don't know how you grew up, but we grew up not going out to eat. I mean, going out to eat, there's three, I have two sisters, there's three kids and two adults, five people. That's a lot of money. And so it was a big deal that we were going out to brunch. My mother made all my clothes for me. So she made me a brand new dress and I was looking all hot, yeah. right? Really cute. And my father comes over, says, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, me and my mom start walking out. 
about my two sisters in the bathroom fighting. And um, as we walk out to the car with my two sisters still in the bathroom fighting, because we have one bathroom, 850 square foot house, um, my father says he's got to get his coat from the car. So he's going to get his tan Naga Hide leisure suit coat. I don't know if you remember the day. Yep, Naga Hide means fake leather, by yeah. the way. Right. And um, so he's going to go to his car, grab his coat, and out of the corner of my eye, as he gets into his trunk, mm. I notice that he hasn't grabbed a coat but he's grabbed a gun and he starts screaming at my mother you know you made me do this you made me do this and i oh scream God. stop what are you doing dad stop and he fires a bullet <gasps> at my mother and it hits her and then he cocks the gun and points it at me <gasps> and oh i gosh. absolutely to the core of my being believe I am going to be next because he tried to strangle me when I was 12 and now here we are with a gun in my face. It's like, okay, this is it. Right. And I'm staring at him, he's staring at me and I blink and he blinks and that's all we do. And my mother literally with her last breath screams and sees what's happening and screams, no, don't. And my father realizing in that moment, my moment my mother's still alive, takes that bullet intended for me and shoots her a second time. <gasps> oh my gosh. And that second bullet goes through my mother's abdomen, out her back and lands in the car horn and for the next minute 20 minutes all i heard was oh my god and then my father comes right next to me cocks the gun again leans his head over gets on his knees and shoots himself oh my god so I, in 2 minutes i was the sole witness to my father murdering my mother and committing suicide in front of me now i don't know how other people would respond but this is what i did is I blame myself. I mean, I was there, right? I right. didn't. I didn't grab the gun, right? right. I when I, we were, my dad and I were locked eyes. I didn't hit him. I didn't grab the gun. I didn't jump. I didn't even jump in front of my mother, right? Like right. I didn't even like, oh, you know, yeah. do the you know the the, the scream, right? I, I did nothing. Mm -hmm. So um, from that moment on, um, I basically split in two. You know, the the outside external person. I think most people experience you know, deal with tragedy in the way that I did, which is, you know, you break up in two, right? Like one part of you is like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, yeah. I'm fine. Right. And I still got straight A's and I went around and I, and I, I'm fine. And then, but in the middle of the night, you know, what's wrong with me? How can I save my mother? It's your fault they're dead. You know, just the guilt and the oh shame goodness. and the beating myself up. So with all of that, um, in the next 20 years, I tried to kill myself three times. I became an alcoholic. I got three DUIs, and it was really, Catherine, the third suicide attempt when I failed and I realized something. I realized that I'm not very good at killing myself, not skilled at it, not skilled, right? And if I'm going to stay alive, then I have to figure out how to live. Now, don't get me wrong, for the last 20 years, I read books, I went to therapy, I went to workshops, I did yeah. everything yeah. that everyone said you should do, right? right. Like, you did the work. I did, I was yeah. doing the work. Yeah. And I was also every night having nightmares. Like every night my father was, every single night my father was chasing me in my dreams and shooting oh me. So I would wake up in the morning just, just, tormented. just well, yeah. you know, it was just kind of like the battle, right? Like night and alone and sleeping, you know, that's drinking and had to, just to get through, right? But that third suicide attempt, I went, okay, <laughs> clearly you're not going to die. You're meant to be alive. Mm -hmm. And no one is going to save you, Rhonda, and nobody's coming. 
right? You got to figure this out because everything you've learned, all the therapy, all the workshops, all the books, everything, you know, they made me feel good for a minute, right? They made, oh, like, oh, this is such a good, oh, this is so good, right? right. Oh, this, oh, I love this. And then, but it never took hold. Right. And don't you think everybody does that? They read yeah. these uh, empowering books. I mean, I've written, four, written yeah. four of them. I hope right. you read mine. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And we have some of up, up there on the screen uh, uh, because people will want to read your story. But yeah. it is true. Uh, we read it. We get all empowered Excited. at this time. And yeah. then we put it down and kind of forget about it, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is my theory. You know, everybody thinks, like when you're reading that book and it says, love yourself, love yourself. Well, first of all, how do you love yourself? Right. Like, like literally, how do you do it? Telling somebody what to do is not helpful. Right. You actually have to show them how to do it, right? right? And then the other thing that I like to say is that ahas and insights, that's nice, but it doesn't yeah. change your life. Right. So that aha and insight, I think what we confuse it with is actual change. Like we have the insight and we're like, yes, I understand now. And we actually believe that understanding, that insight, that aha is the change. And what I always like to say is that aha, that insight, is literally I want you to think of it as a door. And that insight is you kicking the door open, right? right. But you then have to walk through that door. Right. You've you take got, action. You've got to take action right. and follow through. Right. But people get mesmerized, right, right by that motivational yeah. moment, right. that inspiration. Right. And they think the aha is, right. I get it it now and they right. think the getting it is the change right now I know you've been a frequent guest on Oprah yes so so I'm very honored <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, and she does talk about aha moments and talks about when you know you know you know you know then you got so, but what people don't realize is that's what you just said that's the first part. Yeah, that's the Be leap. That's the yeah. that's the that's the that's yeah. the that's the, the beginning. Uh, the beginning. That's the, the beginning. That's the door. That's like right. I know I'm going to go through this door. Right. It's right? like the vision board thing. Like, um, you know, I know my friend Kat Curry puts on a great uh, weekend for women to put together a vision board. Okay, mm -hmm. I went to it. I loved it. But the thing about that vision board that people don't understand is, yes, that. Vision Beautiful, board is inspiring. a great way to put your intention, yeah. your mm -hmm. focus, mm -hmm. know what you want, mm -hmm. get clarity. Gosh, but darn good. You can't wish that stuff to happen. That's right. right. You That's have right. to take some action. That's right. That's the only way to manifest those and things. And that's where the and law of attraction. that's the one thing that I think people leave out well, is it, the action. Because it's the hard part. Yeah. It's the hard part. Maybe because also, too, they don't even know what action to take. And I believe that 100%. I do, too. You know, because yeah. I know for myself, it wasn't that I didn't want to take action. Right. I, but I think, I think what's, I think, mm -hmm. I think the challenge is, is so many of our teachers actually haven't lived the work they've yeah. read the work themselves right. so they read a book and they're like oh, I'm so excited I'm gonna teach this yeah. but they actually haven't lived the guts they haven't crawled through glass right they don't have you know they don't have the dirt in their knee yet yes. and like their elbows and like literally spitting out you know blood right. and guts yeah and I think that you if you really want change you gotta be with somebody who literally has gone through it so that when you're going through a moment of indecision, a moment of lack of trust, they're not going to give you a platitude, right? They're not going right. to give you that, you know, that, that, oh, you can do it, you know, because again, that's nice. You can do it as nice. Yeah. But that doesn't, it's not actually helpful when you're in the middle of a painful moment of right. a big decision. Right. Right. So, so now let's say people that are listening have either been through something horrific. I hope um, not. I hope not. I hope, I hope not, not. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. 
or they're just stuck in their life and they know Same they want by the way. Yeah, yeah. They want to the be doing something different. They want a new direction. Yes. They want to be living their life's purpose. Yes. They want to be making a difference and making it count cuz yes. everybody's put on this earth because they have gifts. Absolutely. And those gifts need to be used in order to bring happiness, change, make Absolutely. a difference, right? We're so all a piece of the puzzle. This work that you do with uh, Fearless, Fearless Living. Living Institute, and I know you had a television show, Help Me Rhonda, and also Starting Over Starting and Celebrity Over. Fit Club. I've done 600 yeah. episodes yeah. of television. Yeah, and all of those, I take it, are geared toward putting the action into place. Absolutely. Yeah. I am all about action. So, you know, the first thing you have to do is you, you know, one of the things you have to change the way you see the world. So I believe in shifting your filter mm -hmm. because how I view the world and what helped me, and I'll just mm -hmm. talk about myself, mm -hmm. and it's, of course, helped thousands and millions of people as well. They, they think that it worked for me, it worked for them, mm -hmm. is that when I went to therapy and workshops and read books, again, mm -hmm. really powerful, got a lot of tools in my tool belt, a lot of skills, really helpful. Yeah. But I still use them and lived through fear, mm -hmm. right? Though so I was still, regardless of how much effort I was trying or how much I wished or waited or hoped, I was still being caught by fear. Right. So I like to change people's fear filter to a freedom filter, to a fearless filter. Now, this is the key. Most of us don't walk around saying I'm afraid or I'm scared. That's right. the number one issue. We actually don't think we have fear. Right. Like we might have a moment like, oh gee, I'm afraid of failing, you know, or oh gee, I'm afraid of being rejected. But Every single day we're making choices through our fear filter, what I like to say, or our fearless filter, right? Right, right. And so even our values, our beliefs, our feelings, all of it, mm -hmm. thoughts can all be filtered through fear of freedom. Right. So just to, for instance, um, for the people who are like, well, I don't really have any fear. I don't know what she's talking about. I'll just ask a few questions. Do you worry? Right. Do you get overwhelmed? Yeah. Do you procrastinate? Are right. you a perfectionist? Do you get anxious? Right. And I'm sure Do you the get answer annoyed? to all of those <laughs> right? you compare? for everyone is no. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's like comparing yeah. and competing and manipulating right. and controlling. Right. And all of those are what we call in fearless living fear responses. And those are signals right. that you are responding from fear. So if you're worried, if you're doubting, if you're in indecision, you know, if you're waiting and calling it patience, all of that is driven from what I call a core fear. You have a fear that is kind of owning you, that is invisible, insidious, silent, and is as smart as you are, educated as you are, knowledgeable as you are, and as spiritual as you are. So it knows everything you know. And so it knows exactly what to say, exactly what to do to make you doubt, to make you wonder, to make you step back, to make you go, well, yeah. maybe, I don't, yeah. you know. Could I possibly do that? What makes me think I could do that? And fear says, no, 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 yeah. because you know what? Fear cannot guarantee results. So fear wants, so fear wants guaranteed results. So if you're going to do some crazy thing like have your own radio show, yeah. you know. Who would do cr that? Crazy, <laughs> right? Then fear's going, but you know. You might fail, you know, it's no guaranteed results. Yeah. So fear can only guaranteed results based right. on the same things you've done in the past. And that's why we get stuck. Like I know what I do on the couch eating my, you know, Doritos, right? I yeah. like I know what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Date the same guy even though it's not happy. I know what's gonna happen. I'm safe. Right. So fear loves safety and fear loves the known. So I like to say that freedom equals your capacity to live in the unknown. And of course the unknown for most people is scary. Right. which is where my work comes in. Right, and, and it's so true. So many people get in their own way because they don't want to 
be fearless and, and walk through the fear. But the cool thing is, and I love that you call it Fearless Living Institute, because I always believe being fearless is so exciting and fun. It totally. makes life so an adventure. You know the saying about do something every day that makes you scared. Yeah, that's you know, right. I think Eleanor, Eleanor Roosevelt, Roosevelt right. our girl. Yeah, uh, and it's so true, isn't it? Like life would be so dull for me if I didn't do something every day that made that you know made me fe feel fear. Right, you know? but, you're but, but you're committed to growing yeah. and learning and becoming more who you're meant to be. You are you are dedicated based on your who you are and what you've done. You are dedicated to kind of get the juice out of life. And, and, and people will say to me, oh, you're fearless. And I'm like, no, I just I, I just walk through it. That's right. And yeah. that's the key. Yeah. People think that fearless is like, I'm going to ask them like, to jump out of a plane, right? Or they think that it means you don't have fear. No, It honey, doesn't mean no. you don't have mm -mm. fear. It mm -mm. means you have it and you do it anyway. Well, right? this is the key is that mm -hmm. once you understand how fear works and mm -hmm. you also understand your personalized mm -hmm. and individualized what I call wheel of fear, mm -hmm. then it doesn't trick you anymore right. right it doesn't trick you so when you're about to do something bold and daring and crazy right um, and you feel that oh my god should I you can go oh I hear the voice of fear talking oh okay I hear you yeah love you anyway and, <laughs> and oh by the way what's my true voice saying what's my essential nature saying who am, who's speaking for me and to me you know on my behalf and so you actually can hear the difference a lot of people don't know the the voice of fear versus the voice of intuition or God they don't know the difference and what's one of the things I teach them so they know which to act what to take right. you know what to do next. So you get them to tap into their authentic self. You're real true yeah. born to be who you're meant to be yeah. right yeah. and and again I don't think that um, and when you recognize that don't you think that helps to start making you feel fearless because you start to own it you start to go oh this is my gift yes. this makes me mm. feel good when I give it away, I feel awesome. Yes. Okay, that's what I want to be doing. That's what I want to feel every day. Every day. And yeah. that's the thing. I think what I give my students and my clients in my workshops, uh, you know, my coaching students who become certified fearless living coaches, you know, in my online programs, all of them is what they do is they get that aha moment. Like they go, holy crapola, right? That's what I've been doing. And they see the fear. And, you know, when you see it, you can make a you can make a different choice if you don't see it because fear is so insidious and so silent and so tricky and so manipulative it knows you so well it sounds like you it sounds like your grandma it sounds like somebody you love right and then you hear the voice like you don't want to hurt anybody you know well what if you fail well those things become a moot point yeah the, 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 your clarity your desire for that clarity and that fulfilling action that passion and purpose that unleashes through you has you effortlessly do things that in the past were difficult and that that's why uh, one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing to empower women is I see so many women sit on the sidelines who are smart and so talented smart. and gifted yep. and they want to write that book, they want to start that business, they want to create that product, they, they have all that and they talk about it and they talk about it and they talk about it and I just want to go, you got this, you can do this. <laughs> You know, and well, I'd like to try to hook them up with people like yourself yeah. that will help bring them off the sidelines and into the game where it's fun. 
Well, one of the things that they might be doing is they're talking about it so much, and for so many people, I know this is true for me, if I talk about it too much, it actually feels like I'm doing it. Oh, right, right. right? Like, oh, well, I'm talking about that book, so, so I I'm kind. I must be somehow <laughs> like writing it somewhere in yeah. some ether, and it kind of <laughs> takes the juice off it, right? right? So, you know, if you have a dream that's a seedling, like just a little seed and you haven't acted on it yet, I actually say keep it to yourself until it breathes, you know, until it like grows a little bit. Because then it will become like I, I, I haven't done anything. Crap! I haven't done. Yeah. Wow, God, God. Yeah. You know. And you, yes, you can talk to your best friend. Yes, yeah. you can talk to your coach. You know. Yes, you can talk to your therapist. But don't talk about it. So it kind of makes it feel like you're kind of doing it when you're kind of not. I, I think that's a good thing about. Uh, and I think most people need a coach just to have someone to soundboard off of and someone to hold them accountable. Absolutely. I think that's the beauty of that. And what's yeah. so great about my institute, Fearless Living Institute, and the Life Coach Certification Program is we're always looking for people that want to work with our coaches in training. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that your money, money is not an object to get a coach. You know, so there's always somebody that you can work with oh, that's, that's in training. Isn't that I fantastic? Didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. they can go to, you know, fearlessliving.org. Because that or, is the first thing people will say. Yeah. Oh, say, so oh much that's money. nice. When I have the money, I'll do that. Yeah, honey, the money's never coming with and, that attitude. And life, yeah, exactly. And life is too short not to be doing what it is we're meant to be doing. So I say, if you're not doing what you're meant to be doing, start looking for the answer of how to take the action, whatever that is. You know, you know, it's it, different things to different people. I want you to wake up every morning being like, oh, my God, I get to be me again today. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I get to wake up as me today. Like, this is awesome, right? This yeah. is awesome. I'm like, I get to oh, be my me. God, I have Rhonda and Cora on today, Cat <laughs> Cora on today. I'm like, life is good. I love these women, and uh, I get right. to uh, share them with the world because right. uh, we need more positive stories right now, especially Absolutely. about women, but more positive stories in general. And I would say yeah. if, if you only heard me say one thing today, only yeah. one thing, uh, is that there is nothing wrong with you. It's just fear. There's nothing wrong with you. That voice inside your head saying you're too fat, you're too old, you're too eight, you know, you're too weak, you're too, you don't have discipline, you know, you don't have the willpower, you're not clear, you're not sure, you're not, ah. Yeah. That's all fear. That's yeah. all fear. So that's not you talking. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's just fear. And once you identify fear, once you know what your will of fear is so that you can see your fear responses, you can take your life back. You can take your decisions back. You can take your choices back, your power and your empowerment. I call and really it create own you. your fate. I love that. Create, create your, your fate. fate. Right, baby? Bell into yeah. your destiny. Step there into that go. destiny. Yeah. Yeah, people I do think, think life happens to them rather than we create it. Now, do things happen in our absolutely. lives? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Was I in charge of my right. dad getting the gun? And right. no, of no. course not. But you were in charge of creating your life from that moment forward. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So how did you write your first book and how did you get on television? Like you've got this story, <laughs> but like where was that leap? You know, there's a little bit of the story missing here. <laughs> well, you know, I wrote my book because yeah. everybody would they'd come to my workshop. First of all, I started, you know, with three people in my living room. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the thing that people forget is it started in my living room with three people. Right. Yeah. And then three, four people came and then four people came. Right. Right. And then right. they were like, I want to share this with my cousin in Cincinnati, you know. Well, yeah. you write a book, and I was like, what, me, huh? And, <laughs> and it took me several years to do that and to really own it, and I hired a coach to help me, right? Yeah. And then when I was on book tour in England, um, on my book tour, I went to England and Australia and throughout America. And what's the name of the first book? Fearless Living is my first book. The Fearless first book. Li That's first the Fearless one I, Living. Fearless I Living. When I 
heard you speak. Yeah. yeah, and so I was there, and they were auditioning the very first reality show with a life coach. Had been auditioning for nine months, hadn't found anybody, and so and there you there were. I was living <laughs> in London three weeks later. So they found you. They found yeah. me, and wow, three weeks later, great. and so I'm the first life coach on TV in the world, and I've done 600 episodes, so you can watch YouTube all day long with me changing lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. And so when they approached you, did you think, pinch me? And, and you know, it, what was really funny, it was ironic, because I was an actress for years, and then I quit um, because I realized I, I'm not meant to be an actress. Um, so And then it broke, went full uh, circle. Uh, uh, like, so I, I quit <laughs> acting because I didn't want to play other people anymore. I wanted to be myself. So that's yeah. why I quit acting. I don't want to play other people. I need to find out who I am. Yeah. So then here I am, how many later? Years later, seven years, eight years. I don't yeah. remember how many years later. And then now I'm on TV playing myself. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Right? God yeah. is good. God is smart. God yeah. is, uh, God's, gonna, God, God's got your back. Yeah. Yeah. And so now uh, life is super fulfilling. Absolutely. And I'm just about to start my uh, own podcast, Master Coach Mindset. Oh, my God. Uh, MasterCoachMindset.com. Where can it's we find that? MasterCoachMindset.com. Go over there. It's not live yet, but it will be soon. But okay. you can hit the notification. And then, of course, go to FearlessLiving.org. Check out my courses. And I'm going to be teaching. I always teach in the L.A. area. I'm teaching on the East Coast coming up. So um, go to FearlessLiving.org. Check the events, the live events. And I you can always that. work with a coach or go to a Fearless Book Group. So there's, depending on your time, and money there's something for you now you of course the most important event you have coming up is your yours, <laughs> yours, speaking yours. at the keynote uh at our live love thrive conference That's saturday right. november 4th i will We're be very there. excited about that i very will be excited. there i know you're going to touch a lot of people there uh we have high energy music and films and speakers and i, I always say it's not your average conference so expect to have a good time and learn a lot and meet awesome people because it's oh, yeah. we really are just trying to attract purpose-driven women so um, at 360karma.com people of course can find out about the conference and how to see you in person and uh, and then also of course visit fearlessliving.org to find out about your workshops right. and other appearances and come to the conference November yeah. 4th uh, live love thrive so I can hug you yeah <laughs> hug you and give you like yes you can do this and yeah. uh, just get a little bit of my belief rub up against you yeah 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 thank uh, you some good karma that's right that's it that's why we call it 360 karma <laughs> I love it I think it's about you know how, bringing people together to share their gifts with our audience so that they can learn to share their gifts and give them back that's and right this all, makes yep. it full circle that's right that's, that's right it. legacy it's building about everybody everybody going their gifts. that's right that's right yeah that's right i think it's like um like we have to as women come together and help each other and we have to bring out our gifts in order to share them so in other words, let's say somebody's a great writer, great speaker, great whatever. If they're not doing that, then they're not sharing their gift. So A, it's one sad not, day in the world. They're not enjoying the joy uh, of giving it, and they're also not get it, giving it to the people that That's need right. to be receiving it. That's and that, right. And therein lies the beauty of what you're doing. And so. they're not inspiring and motivating and moving and letting people know that what their yeah. past is is just their past. So every person, every woman who stands up and says, this is what I've gone through and this is who I am, and that does not define me, allows every little girl, every teenager, every 20-year-old, every 30-year-old to go, oh, wait, my past doesn't have oh, to define year me. Oh, 30-year-old, are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm 28. Okay. <laughs> 
Hill Girl. We're going to bring out Kat Cora in just a minute. Thank you for being You're on the welcome. show and what doing all the beautiful work that you do Thank and continue you. to do. Thank and you. I look forward to seeing you on November 3rd. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, November 4th. November 4th. <laughs> November 3rd is I'm she's tank. We want oh, them for yeah, that, that, too. November that's 3rd, but November 4th is the big event where I'll be. Yeah, well, I've got my it. dress on. I'll get my dress on for you. Get your groove on. <laughs> all right. We will be right back with Kat Cora. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Live, Love, Thrive show, where we bring you powerful and positive programming about women and those who support women's empowerment. It seems by sharing their stories and showing us their talent and potential, they remind us of our own. We ask you to join us weekly by taking a minute to subscribe to our 360 Karma YouTube channel so you get to see every episode of these uplifting and inspiring stories. We all need more of this, yes? And did you know we have the Live, Love, Thrive book on our 360 Karma website and on Amazon? If you enjoy reading books of incredible women who are doing amazing work in the world, you will want to pick up a copy. Also, when you join 360karma.com, you will enjoy our growing video content of expert advice and support and learn about our workshops and our second annual Women's Conference in West Hollywood, November 3rd and 4th of this year. If you would like to align with a like-minded, purpose-driven community, you will feel at home at 360karma.com. We encourage and support you to live the life you love. RTB Financial Group empowers women to raise the bar and take control of their financial future. For more information, visit rtbfinancialgroup.com or call Amanda Barr at 424-284-4216. The Live, Love, Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. And we are back with Kat Cora, of course. Hi, Kat. How are you? Good, good. I'm so, so good happy to, to here. Ah, good to have you here. I know, uh, where did you just come in from? Uh, was it New I York? Just, I just drove in from Santa, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, okay. From our home in Santa Barbara here. But you spent a lot of time on both coasts, both right? Both coasts. So yeah. we're here on the west coast, of, uh, you know, New York. We're kind of all over. So next week we'll be in New York, and then we'll be in Singapore with my other restaurant, oh my one of my gosh. restaurants. I know you have 18 restaurants yes. now you're involved in. Yeah, 300 pop-ups, and oh we're gosh. opening one next week, actually, in New York with oh uh, Aramark. So Exciting. We could eat, so we're doing a street food, uh, Mediterranean, healthy concept. You don't look concept. like you eat. Like, what? What's up with that? I eat, but I exercise hard. That really I, pisses I work out me hard. off. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm a foodie, so I, I love having a, a fantastic chef oh, on. And you. what I love is that you have done so many firsts for women. Like you're the first woman woman to win uh, Iron Chef, first on Iron Food Chef Network. Yep. And uh, the first to be inducted into the Culinary Hall of Fame. That's right, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. that is so cool. Yeah, thank you. you I'm, know, I'm proud of that. Yeah, I really yeah, am. I'm glad that. doors. Yeah, you know, I, Julia Child did that for me and so many people, and I was able to spend time with her. She was a mentor of mine, and she did that for so many people. So it was. it's nice when you're able to, you know, be the first female Iron Chef and break down barriers for women and show women, um, other women, young girls, be a role model, and young boys, too. Too, you know, yeah. have that fan base as well, but to show them that they can, you know, you can do yeah. anything that a man can do. Yeah, because for many years, I think decades, it always seemed like it was a male chef. Yeah. So people like yourself and, and a handful of others right. have 
open the uh, little girl's eyes up to, hey, I could be a chef too. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of, you know, most of I the... I could not be a chef. Let's just, let's just get that right. But you're a foodie. Right. No, yeah, I'm a foodie. But somebody but they come over to my eat. house and they open the fridge and they're like, what the hell? There's nothing in here. I go, I know, I eat out. You know? That's right. You do really not a good thing. You think out. I'm you joking. Do, or you do really good uh, making reservations. I love that. I am so good at that. <laughs> I am so good at that. Uh, my, yeah, so that's a whole nother Oprah. But... Um, you know, a friend of mine, uh, they got married, and they said, can we put the top of our cake in your freezer? You're the only one we know that has room to that keep it there space. for a year. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. There's plenty of space in there because there's nothing that. else in there. <laughs> so you, uh, I want to say you, you mentioned Julia Child, and it's yeah. really cool. You flew over to Europe, ended up meeting her, and she really was the inspiration to starting yep. you on this path. Like, hey, you could be a chef, and you're like, really? Well, you I know? did. I actually yeah. did that later, but I did meet her in Natchez, Mississippi at a book signing, and I had to oh. go because she was a big, I was a big fan, and yeah. I loved cooking. And you're cooking. from Mississippi. From Mississippi. In so case anybody didn't pick up on that southern accent. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, from Mississippi, and so I met her, and she gave me advice to go to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, mm -hmm. which is the original cooking, cooking school. She said it's the Harvard of culinary schools. Wow. You must go, and so of course I signed up the next day. And then I was able to meet her at her Cambridge home, which is now in the Smithsonian. That kitchen is in the Smithsonian Institute. Oh, my gosh. Um, year, two and a half years later and said, you know what, I'm heading to France to cook for two, three-star Michelin chefs. And I finished culinary school. And uh, thank you so much. And it was amazing to be able to spend, to spend time with her. And Did you see that uh, movie about her? I Julie did. And Julia, wasn't Such that great? Such a great movie. Yeah. Such, and true to life. I mean, really, literally, um, exactly how you would think she is. She yes. is very down to earth, very authentic, like yeah. yourself. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I know you pride yourself on being very authentic and uh, giving back, and it's one of the reasons you are going to be an award winner at our Live Love Thrive conference. I'm so honored. Three sixty I mean, Karma really Woman, am. baby. I am yeah. so honored, and I'm I'm even more special because the love of my life is giving me that award. I know, Nicole, Nicole so. Ehrlich. We love yes. Nicole. And uh, she was a recipient last year. I, I saw that. I a saw her interview with yeah, you. Yeah, a lot of people know that she's a award-winning producer of uh, Lady Gaga videos and Tony Bennett and the so list goes many. on. So many yeah. we can't even count. But uh, She is. She yeah, is she's and, a beautiful and, and soul. She is the best soul I know. And yeah. so for me, it's even that makes it more special. That so is thank special. you. But I'm very honored because I think that that means so much in empowering women and empowering um, you know humankind and really giving back and so for me it's you know thank you so much it's a huge honor well I love that you two are involved in both things that we're doing in November November 3rd is she tank which yes. is the first year we're doing she tank which is women investors listening to the pitches of female entrepreneurs and so cool getting behind them with financing mentorship uh, yeah. connections, resources, and then we're going to follow that progress in a web series. And I'm so excited that you and Nicole both are yeah. on that panel well, we uh, are with too. some other amazing women. We are too. And uh, and then on Saturday the 4th, uh, we'll be having amazing speakers like Rhonda and several others, uh, music, uh, panelists, and then the awards where yes. we'll be giving you an award for the work that you do. Because what I love about you, uh, Kat, is that um, – we like to give awards to women who are extremely successful, but that are also equally uh, passionate about giving back. Yep. And that is you. Yes. Uh, and yes. I know one of the causes that you have gotten behind is uh, Chefs for Humanity. Right. And I thought it was really important that we talk about that today mm -hmm. uh, with everything that's happening in Houston and 
God forbid, Florida. I have a lot right. of friends in Florida. I'm we really have family about coming Florida. in today. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we are too. I I'm meeting some friends in Nevada that are getting out of that way of that in Florida. Um, but you guys uh, are getting behind helping people in mm -hmm. Houston right now. We are. Yeah. I have a restaurant there, um, Cat Course Kitchen, in the Houston airport with my partners who are amazing partners, HBF, Reginald Washington. I mean, they are, talk about give a ton of money away and donate and, and then jump in and help when anything happens, but especially they have been with the hurricane um, and giving so much to um, the airport interfaith chapels, which distributes to 10,000, there's 10,000 employees in the Houston airport mm -hmm. and wow. uh, distributes through that with their families, people who've lost their homes. I have three employees who lost their homes, oh their gosh. family, um, and, and th they give back to that. So it's just been a really great uh, effort by all of my partners. Um, and that's really part of giving back is really choosing amazing partners and collaboration with people that have like-minded philosophies yes. about giving back. Right. It's hugely important um, to me, to Nicole and I, that we partner with in our businesses and what mm -hmm. we do with like-minded people who have the same philosophy about charity and giving back and make sure we're taking care of people, you know, making sure we're taking care of people in this world because we need to spread, we're all about spreading peace and love. Um, mm -hmm. and. Uh, part of that is with Chefs for Humanity, which I founded 11 years ago, um, when the and tsunami hit Asia, actually. Oh, my gosh. And, and, I rem and for those that don't know, this is specifically set up to help uh, in emergency situations. Yes. Like yes. the tsunami or like Houston or, or right. things like that. Yeah. Our mission is really threefold. One is the first is emergency feeding relief because when the tsunami hit, um, a, lot, they, a lot of people know, I'm well known in our mm -hmm. industry for my charitable work and so I was with a lot of charities, American Red Cross, uh, World uh, Food Program, UNICEF and so many others and so they called, a lot of chefs were calling me and mm -hmm. said what can we do, mm -hmm. a lot of people in the food industry and so I said you know there's nothing, there's no real charity charity that's set up to really uh, for the food industry, to right. really a go-to charity right. where people can not only give money and donate but also can jump in and help in relief situations so right. we started that uh, I started Chester Humanity for emergency feeding relief, like Hurricane Katrina, which we yeah. are very involved in, this hurricane and many others. Mm -hmm. Can and people also, donate to this? Absolutely. They so can go to catcore.com. There's okay. a Chester Humanity page um, that they can donate. Absolutely. And um, So if they wanted to help uh, like these uh, areas that need the relief, like Houston, uh, that would be a great way for people to give. It'd be a great way. Yeah. It'd be a fantastic way and to give. And you guys bring in food, I take it, to we these? We bring in food. We are, uh, our uh, restaurant in Houston is not only reaching out to families, we're doing fundraisers as well. We're creating mm. a fundraiser for these families. Again, uh, people can go to the airportinterfaithchapel.com, which is about all-inclusive, no matter what religion, it's really mostly about giving back and charity. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very inclusive, no matter race, religion, sexual orientation, gender, no matter what. So it's really a, a great way to give back um, and disperse it amongst all the families that need it. I love that. Yeah. Um, on another note, a lot of people don't know your background. Uh, yeah. Of course, that we just mentioned that you're from Mississippi. I'm Jackson. Is that how you say it? Mississippi. Mississippi. That's Mississippi. Good. Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it's the one state that everybody knows how to they know spell. how to spell. <laughs> it's one thing you learn how to spell. I'm not going to do it right now, though, just in case I messed it up. 
but yeah, a lot of people don't know uh, too that you were adopted. Yep, I was adopted. Uh, adopted uh, to a Greek family. To a Greek so, family yeah. in Mississippi, which I know is sounds a little crazy, but it yeah, works. Yeah, there was a it Greek worked. family in Mississippi. There's one, right? There's one. We're, we're <laughs> That's it. That's you. We're it. But do you yes. know what your background is? Eth uh, your ethnicity. Uh, I do. You know, I've met my birth mother. When I was 21, I met my birth mother. My birth mother was 16 when she gave, got pregnant mm -hmm. um, and gave me up for adoption. Um, not She did not want to, her, but her parents knew it was best. Thank mm -hmm. God she did because I right. ended up, she was 16, very young. And you were with amazing parents. Amazing parents and um, had so many great opportunities in my life because of it. But then I was able to meet her. She was looked for me my whole life, which wow. is so unique. That doesn't happen to a lot of a lot of people who are adopted. But she was always, you know, contacting the adoption agency. Can I get in touch with her? Can I write her a letter? Can Isn't that I? Nice. So she had a great birthday. love for you, but she, she was too young. So right, it all was meant to be. Exactly. Yeah. So when I was 21, my parents um, and my parents were wonderful that way. They were so open about um, making sure that I could fit that puzzle piece together, you know, that one day if I wanted to search for my birth mother, they would help me. And so she came on my 21st birthday, called the agency, and the agency called my parents, and they said, let me talk, let us talk to her. And so they asked me on my 21st birthday if I wanted to meet her and handed me a lot of letters that she had written over the years, Aww. and it was really, really amazing. And I said, absolutely, I'm, I'm ready. And so we met and have, you know, been so close, and we speak oh, all the time, and I have so a whole cool. other family. And wow. my mom and, and, and her are so close. She's very close with my family, so when we go home to Mississippi, they all get together. And Your parents um, sound wonderful. They are very wonderful, yeah. I know your mom said, you said your mom's always cheered you on, and yeah. uh, uh and then coming out uh, as a gay woman in mm -hmm. Mississippi. Mississippi. I think I was only a, lesbian in Mississippi That's a tough one. <laughs> that, that time. you were adopted <laughs> by a family that would be... And I'm sorry, but I'm thinking like my big fat Greek wedding. Yes, yeah. yes. Is yes. it like that? Yeah. It's actually, I asked if your dad had the Windex. You said we no. Don't, we don't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't really get the Windex thing. I'm sure it happened somewhere. I'm sure it happened somewhere. But no, they were actually. And I was going to bring you a bottle today. Oh well. <laughs> I was going to bring you some lamb chops and, and some oranges. Oh and that, darn that it, girl! Yeah. Why didn't you? I'll wait. <laughs> Another time for sure, definitely. But um, no, I you know really grew up with parents that were. So wonderful. They were extreme liberals in this mm -hmm. in Mississippi, believe it Which or not. Which is really unusual. Their whole they were always uh, they were the couple that were always I mean, you were there in the Bible belt. We were in the yeah. middle of the Bible belt. Oh yeah. And yeah. um they really were ahead of their times and they were they've always been so generous and liberal and I was very lucky to grow up with and, and they were into the arts and very cultured and so um I was very blessed to grow up with uh, a family and and parents like that. Um and they were really open. Matter of fact they told us when we were young if you know if any of you are different or gay or I mean this was back in the seventies. Wow. When if you're ever gay, this they is over the dinner cool. table. Um, you know, and so that we're we'll love you exactly the same. And so sure enough, about nine years later I did come out and wow. um, But you did say you, uh, you knew when you were young. I knew when I was very young. Yeah, yeah, when I was like really hot for the babysitter when I was like four, <laughs> yeah, I knew. I've always known I'm gay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's but I, you know, I think for me it's always a struggle. You know, I didn't get to talk about you know my life um, to anybody. You but know, because your about. parents were so supportive and said, "Hey, whatever," how come it took you so long to come out? Just curious. 
You know, yeah. I think um, it still was, there's a stigma hanging over you. You know, yeah. your friends are, you right. assume your friends are all straight. Yeah. E you assume everybody around you straight. Right. That there is no gay people but you. Yeah, You yeah. know, when you're young, you think you are the only one. Right. Especially in a time back in the 80s when we weren't even near getting to accept acceptance. Right. Yeah. And then being in the Deep South um, was tough. And although I thought my parents... I, I knew my parents would love me no matter what. You always are. You're always scared. You're yes, always scared. Yes, yes. But it's that fear factor. It's that a fear we were factor. And, yep. and, um, and but I'm glad we're talking yeah. about this so that if there's anybody in the deep south or wherever and they're hearing your story, that you empower them to, yeah. you know, go for it. It gets. It always gets better. Yeah. And I, I would always. I would reach out to anyone and say to anybody right now that's struggling to come out that you will be okay, you will be fine, that, you know, you, it, it does get better and people will accept you. Right. And um, it's a and, leap of faith, but it's worth it. And then the other thing I know that uh, very touchy uh, subject that we uh, don't like to talk about, but mm -hmm. uh, you did mention to me uh, about, you know, there being sexual abuse in the family and that yep. uh, that's something that you had to overcome as well. And I'm just wondering, how did you put that behind you? I love to give people that advice that maybe they right. experienced that well um, I was I was sexually abused by my cousin from the age of six to about 11 and um, thank God um, it, it was stopped um, at that age but it has lasting effects it never really goes away I was just having this conversation with Nicole this morning actually about some some things that you know you always have triggers or something that comes up for you it never goes away but what I can say is is that with help and with therapy and with years of um, you know working through it it does get so much better it right. gets so much better and you can thrive I mean I'm an example of that oh, not for only sure. of being able to overcome it become a survivor but also to thrive in what you do right. and to have and the a, only reason I wanted yeah. to share it is that someone might look at you and think oh easy street like oh she's a celebrity and she's done well for herself but I wanted people to know Thank you. No, maybe you came from the same thing they came from, but you broke through that and 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 have made. And it. you can too. And they can, can too. You can too. You exactly. can too That's because this is this is the thing is that you know I came from the south side of Jackson, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. We didn't have any money, and I was sexually abused. Yes, I was adopted. I had a, a lot of obstacles, but you can overcome it. You can get through it, and you do have someone on the other side who loves you, no matter what. Absolutely, and 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 learn to love yourself, and learn to, and That's, therefore you can learn to love yourself. There you go. There That's you go. That's right. Um, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Rhonda. How did you get that leap from, you know, hey, I want to be a chef, to you had your Bravo TV show, right? That uh, was around right. the world, around the world, plates. eight plates, and then I just yeah. did the Fox show, My Kitchen Rules, um, on Fox, which um, and also which came did first, run. the book or the uh, show. Um, I believe the book I wrote. The chicken my, or the egg? Oh, my yeah. my memoir I wrote in 2015. So the show came after. The show came before. Would you my, say the book kind of launched your career? Well, I would say you know I've been doing television with Food Network since 1999. So right. I started in when 1999 doing. Yeah, <laughs> I love you for that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I was but, 10 too. So. Yeah, of course they, they were 10. There you go. I like that. We'll stick with it. We're not telling anybody anything different. But um, the book, you know, I started doing television. I went after I got back from France and started cooking and opening restaurants for other people television came along I was very so again they sought you out actually I actually sent a tape in a Food Network of oh, a cool. little local show I'd done oh. 
and um, and so I sent a tape in. They look, you know, one of the programmers looked at it and developers, producers, and called me right away. And I did some guest appearances, and then I auditioned for my own show. And really, the rest is history. It happened really fast, but I think it's because. The, you know, but that you happens. were in the doing. I was in it. So I was in the mix. So wants I was to like, be yeah. on that path, like writing a book, like creating your own show. It always is always like here you were creating your world, right? And then the, the taking that action took it to the next level, right? I think that's believe when that. the universe picks you up and moves you right. forward. Don't you I think it's what you manifest. You really yeah. have to manifest your own destination, and that's why I tell people who might be struggling right now and might be listening right now is that. That's why you can overcome anything um, and, and break that glass ceiling yourself or go through that door and thrive because it really is about manifesting, creating your own destiny. And that's really what I did. I architect. Now Nicole does that with me, which is even more beautiful because I have Isn't someone. Isn't great when you have that synergy, oh that support, somebody it, cheering you on? I have that myself. and. It make that's magic. No one, yeah. I, she believes in me more than I think anyone ever has, besides Aww. maybe my mom and dad. And it's it's it is magic. It is so magical. It and fuels so you. That's it, how a relationship should be. It should fuel each other. And we do it fuel each other's dreams. Right. Yeah, right. And yeah. pick each other up and lift each other up and put yeah. a, put them on a pedestal. And really, now she does a lot of architecturing for us. Yeah. And but you really is about creating your own destiny. Yeah. You know. What's pointing what that is that, that you're passionate about and go for it. Oprah yeah. had a great saying. She said to me one time, she said, Kat, if you do what you're passionate about, everything else falls into place. And I yeah. truly believe that. Yeah, and I've heard that, and it's so true. And uh, what's next for Kat Cora? Well, um, I'm definitely, I'm getting married in April. Oh, my gosh, Nicole I and I it. are getting married. Cheers, um, So thank you. And that's that's something we're planning right now. We have three or four shows, three, three shows that are in the works and digital shows that are in the works. We're doing another other restaurants i mean there's so much going on and it's it's i'm happier than i've ever been and i can't even yeah i know no how. grass is growing under you girl there is no <laughs> grass growing under us and yeah. um i'm just happier than i've ever been i mean everything i have we have our six beautiful boys together our families are healthy um and we are in love and our and businesses and our careers are thriving Aww. i mean what can you ask for what more can you ask for life is good life is great yeah Thank you for being on. Thank you, Catherine. And wish you luck really with everything it. you're Thanks doing. So much. Keep making such a beautiful difference in the world. I will. Thank you. And we'll see you on November 3rd and yes. 4th. Yes, I'm going to be she there. With bells on. I can't Live wait. Live Love Thrive Conference. Can't wait. Okay. Thank you for tuning in this week. Make it a great one. Hugs and happiness.